0: Hello and welcome. In this podcast, you will hear about ongoing efforts to empower Indigenous cultures, create paths to wealth, and protect the Amazon rainforest. NEHAD's guest, Kamiko, is a humanitarian, environmental activist, Indigenous rights advocate, producer, and filmmaker. Living with the Cicapai Nation in Ecuador for the last few years, she has helped them preserve their culture through ceremony and community work. Kimiko is humbled by the Cicapai's knowledge of the Amazon's healing plants. She gives them a voice so that humanity can benefit from their knowledge. Now let's listen.
1: Hi Kimiko. Thanks for joining me on this podcast as part of our series on culture. Today we will be talking about cultural bridges and their importance. You are American and Japanese. You are
0: also a culture champion, and way more. Yes, thank you so much for the opportunity to share today. I'm really excited for our conversation. So I'm a Japanese-American filmmaker, I'm an artist, and I'm an environmental activist. And I actually left to Ecuador in 2014, and I met with different leaders around the world at a gathering in the middle of the world in Kocheski. And from there, I basically embarked on a journey living with indigenous peoples from around the country, filming and telling their stories. And from there, I've been producing a feature-length film which will be released uh, by next year. And uh, I'm excited to talk more with you about uh, how this relates to the bigger picture. So thank you again for having
1: me. That was probably a great trip. With a lot of discovery, now I'm even more curious about your future land film.
0: Yes, so through my filmmaking, I ended up living with the Siercopai, which are located in the northern Ecuadorian Amazon rainforest, and they are less than two thousand people living both on the Ecuadorian and Peruvian side. Um, they are living on the border of one of the largest environmental. Uh, pollution cases on Earth when um, uh, Chevron Corporation dumped 18 billion gallons of toxic waste uh, into the Amazon rainforest. And so they've had to live with uh, the effects of oil pollution in water, in the biodiversity of the rainforest. And so that was a very um, shocking experience for me to actually see since they arrived in the 1960s to now 2022, that the effects are still um, you know, still very present. And at the same time, I was very amazed by the richness and the value of the Siakopay indigenous nation. They actually know of over 2000 medicinal plants for healing illnesses. Uh, many people don't realize, but over 25% of pharmaceuticals are derived from a plant in the Amazon and less than 1% of those Amazon plants have actually been tested. So right now, with the deforestation in the Amazon rainforest, we're quite literally destroying the potential for medicine for all of humanity, because many of these plants have never been studied. And there's so much more potential for using these plants for healing illnesses. And so I was very intrigued by this. Um, and uh, this is one of the values that the Sikupai have is this wisdom, and it's all oral. So they don't um, actually have it written down. Now, I think there is a book with the plants and some of their uses. Um, but I was just so amazed by their Cosmo vision and their operating system as Indigenous peoples, um, which is very different from us as Westerners. So the more time I spent living with them, um, I was able to learn so much uh, myself. And I'm very appreciative of the opportunity I had to sit with many of their elders. And, um, you know, one of the realities right now is that they used to live off of fishing and hunting, but with the uh, contamination of these corporations coming closer, many of the fish and game has gone farther into the jungle. And so they are now faced to have to buy, you know, basic necessities from the store Um, And they're also needing um, money to provide their children with education and basic necessities so they can't live off of their uh, fishing and hunting as they were before. Um, And so right now, one of the present uh, realities is that they are only able to, you know, many of the corporations are offering them jobs, uh, but it it is requiring them to deforest. So to cut down the trees and uh, to pollute their land. So they've asked um, me and the people we're working with How can we create a green regenerative economy where we're able to make income but also protect the rainforest? So through that, we've come through a series of initiatives. One is a healing center. We're actually able to receive local and international guests. And through traditional plant medicine doctoring, they're able to heal. Um, And so we're working with the elders and the community in this uh, initiation of this healing center. And also, we're working on creating um, different plant medicine tinctures and sort of superfoods derived from cacao and other high-rich Amazonian plants that can uh, be used, uh, you know, for income, but also for the protection of the environment. So this is one of the initiatives that we're working on right now is creating uh, an economy for the cyclopide that protects the environment, not destroys it. Thanks for these great insights.
1: Not many people will travel to the center of the earth and feel the need to live with indigenous people and discover and appreciate their culture. You said less than 1% of the Amazon plants had been tested. Indeed, that is a huge potential for humanity. I must say, I love the term Cosmovision. They certainly have a different relationship with nature. And creating paths to wealth is difficult, but not impossible. I do love the idea of a healing center for the Sikopai to share their healing knowledge with the rest of the world, but that takes a solid and different approach to governance as we want to protect their culture and way of life. I am also very impressed, Kumiko, by how quickly you build trust with the elders We had several discussions about cultural differences, tolerance and openness, but unfortunately there still seems to be a notion of cultural supremacy in the modern world. And I find it hard to believe that there are still negative assumptions made and fear associated with skin color and many other physical attributes. Uh, I I personally grew up in uh, expat compounds and then I went on being an expat myself and for that reason I took that multicultural harmony for granted, only to realize that it was a sheltered and a unique environment. And years ago, I had the privilege to meet the Hopi people in Arizona, which led me to appreciate uh, their culture and also acknowledge a sad chapter of our history.
0: Yeah, I think oftentimes we as human beings, we like to think that we treat everybody equally with respect, um, but we're also human, right? So we have our defects and we have certain habits. And I think one that's oftentimes sort of overlooked that people don't like to talk about is racism. And so, you know, we have all different types of people on earth Um, we have white people, black people, you know, they say the Asians are often referred to as the yellow people and the indigenous as the red people. Uh, so we have so many different colors, right. Um, and oftentimes, um, you know, there are certain races that, uh, without even realizing it, we see as inferior. And I think one of them is the indigenous people. Oftentimes they're looked at as uh, not educated, poor, and, um, there's, You know, even though we like to see them equally, we still have these stigmas and sort of preconceptions about them. And uh, one of the things about indigenous people is that they're operating on a different cosmovision, which what does that mean? Uh, A cosmovision is how do we look at everything in our reality, our environment, our way of life? And so they're coming from a cosmovision, which is very intricately linked with nature. It's a concept called uh, the oneness of self and environment. So they are not separate from their environment. In fact, they're one. So they live in harmony with uh, their natural surrounding. And this is very important to them. So actually, for, from, from my perspective, I don't see them as poor at all. Maybe they don't have uh, a lot of uh, money in the bank, but they're actually very rich in their culture, in their music, in their diversity, in their knowledge. Um, and they're very rich in, in those aspects. So I think if we can really acknowledge that people who are different from us or who come from different races or different backgrounds have a value add as well, even though it might be different, um, then that's where we can really come together in harmony, uh, you know, and be able to benefit from diversity instead of trying to eliminate it, um, we can you know, welcome diversity. Thank you, Kimiko. I couldn't agree more. Now I'm
1: intrigued and I want to see the feature-length film and I have more questions about the Sequel by nation their culture and the ongoing initiatives to create paths to wealth. But I believe I'll have to save my questions for another episode. Kimiko, if you had to leave the
0: audience with a statement, what would that be? Yes, thank you so much. So, you know, what I'd like to say is that um, a great human revolution in a single individual can create a change in their immediate environment, in the entire country, and the entire world. So, what does that mean? A human revolution is the revolution within each individual that we're doing within our own lives. So, if each person can really, you know, revolutionize themselves, which means bringing forth more wisdom, more courage and more compassion for oneself and for others and for the entire planet and the entire living ecosystem that we reside on, that we can actually have a massive impact in our companies, uh, in our families, in our country, in the entire world. So, you know, really in just one individual, by them doing that human revolution and elevating their life state, they can impact um, you know, so many people and, and so much. So, that's what I would like to leave the audience with. You know, um, that each person has a really phenomenal potential to make a difference in their company and their environment. So, thank you so much. Since Kamiko and Nihad recorded this podcast in 2022, they co founded an organization to execute Kamiko's vision. More details in an upcoming
1: episode.